Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by our guest, Ulysses Stuckler, the co-author of To Change and writer of Uticorium. Welcome. Hey. Hey, doing, Logan? Okay. I, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Well, I'm curious. You, you've you written a couple things so far, uh, Cuticorium being one, and then you were involved with To Change, uh, and you also have something that you're working on for Zine Quest or Zine Month this upcoming, or that's going on right now, correct? Yes, I'm working on a, a zine that uses the To Change system as well as Trophy. So I'm going to try and do a two-in-one zine um, that has... Uh, the same story and the same adventure scenario, but you can play it with both Trophy, which, you know, many people are familiar with, and you can also play it with To Change, which is the new system that I just came out with. So as a sort of way to get, like, established players into, interested in something and also, you know, to show To Change players other cool systems. I, I like that. I appreciate yeah. that approach there. I think that we need more of that. <laughs> I think so, too. I think there's a lot of systems that have big overlap and you know, creators should be encouraged to sort of combine them instead of keeping in separate lanes. Uh, yeah. And there's uh, right now, there's so many great games out there. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to buy something for a system I don't have. And maybe if I have one of them or not the other, I'd be more inclined to at times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this is uh, hopefully that makes it a bit of an easier choice for people. And I think with, with the story, it, it works very well for both systems, as you'll see. So I'm curious, what is the what is the zine about? What's the story like? What are you going for here in this? So this scene is called Candied Blood, and oh. it is a trophy and to change adventure that will involve. Uh, it's very um, Willy Wonka esque oh. um, with uh, <laughs> <Like that. laughs> a series of adventurers who are progressing deeper and deeper into this um, candy factory. And um, on the trophy side, there is you know sort of this encroaching despair and the hopelessness of their mission. Um, they're sort of all sort of semi-connected um, and uh, slightly like ultra-rich <laughs> uh, second nieces or cousins of this candy empire who want to like claim the throne. And, you know, they're going to fight desperately to try and claim this last little scrap and uh, probably, you know, succumb in the process. And on the two change side of things, there's transformation because, of course, this is Willy Wonka inspired. So as characters progress through this sort of dungeon of a candy factory, you know, they might take on the features of candy themselves. And if that change progresses too far, they might you know, become part of the factory or as a fate be, be eaten by another adventurer or creatures. So there's lots of danger here. I think if you play it with the trophy side, it, it's a little bit darker. If you play it with the two chain side, it's a little bit lighter where some of the transformations are a bit more encouraged and there's more benefit to them. Whereas the trophy side, that's like, that's the ultimate fate and you'll be destroyed afterwards. You're violet, violet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> so I'm curious what that's like writing for two different systems. How'd you approach something like that? Um, I did have to study a bit of um, some trophy uh, adventures I probably want to do a bit more playtesting with some of those strictly, but because most of my playtesting right now has been for Two Change Adventures. Yeah. Me and the co-author of Two Change, you uh, and Albright, we've been putting out um, little like uh, two-player adventures for Two Change um, oh, cool. every week, every week after we originally released the game, just so that people would have more content to look forward to. 
And those are really fun. Um, we usually w- would give ourselves like a theme and then challenge ourselves to each come up with one scenario. And then at the end of the week, we test them against each other. And uh, those turned out really fun. So we made three of those. And this one sort of spun off of that because the idea was becoming a bit too big. And so we were like, let's, you know, zine month is coming up. Let's do it for zine month. No, I, I want to know about two change because you have your own system here. Uh, I'd like to know, like, how does it play mechanically? What's the idea behind it? Tell, you tell us a bit more about it. Yeah. So two change is designed for stories that focus on transformation as like a central theme is, and this can involve physical transformation, mental transformation, usually in progressive uh, sort of stepwise manner uh, mm-hmm. that sort of reaches towards this possible permanence where um, once you get there, it can't ever be undone. Um, and so it uses a tarot deck. And we thought that'd be pretty fun because the tarot deck sort of encourages that exploration um, of transformation because it's all about, you know, the, the journey through life, through from the fool all the way to the world. And each of those steps is different transformation on its own. But one thing that's really nice is you don't need any skill at interpreting tarot to play. Um, it's just like most other um, TTRPGs where when you draw the car, you, you draw cards instead of rolling dice, but drawing the cards, they tell you exactly uh, what they're going to do. So like this one is you fail. This one is you partially succeed. This one is you fully succeed. And sometimes there's other additional effects that make things very fun. Well, it's interesting. I, I do like the tarot deck stuff. I, I get into that. I've used them tarot cards themselves just for plotting out adventures for game and stuff <laughs> yeah um and so i was a bit inspired by anamnesis by sam lay it also has a very strong uh solo mechanic um oh. for doing like solo journaling where you instead use the tarot deck and with solo play you sort of go through this um this transformation process just through daily journals about what's happening to your character and then what's happening through their lives um, and that's been very fun in the two change discord. We've actually been sort of like uh, making these um, well at the center of the system is the, the change cross, which represents how a change progresses through both physical and mental stats. You're holding that up and I can see it, but we're, 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 we're well, we're, we're a podcast. So no one at home can see it. Can you describe what the change cross is exactly? Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like little cross. Uh, there's four stats for two change, physical aptitude, mental aptitude, physical fortitude and mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. And so those are both sort of the physical and the mental and then aptitude and fortitude are like the inner and outer aspects of yourself. And so it's, yeah, it's just a little cross and it progresses inwards. We kind of made it look like a little DNA uh, double helix strand Um, and it progresses inwards towards this point of permanence. So changes in the outside are a bit more superficial, whereas changes that go towards the center become more lasting, more impactful more permanent closer towards that yes <laughs> well i guess in a game about change permanence might not be the thing that we're going for <laughs> well well maybe um i mean i always say in some cases it is it is the end game it is the aim in some cases it's you know sort of that that untimely fate that you want to avoid and you can in the usual games players have a decent amount of control over if they might reach permanence or not um, there's a mechanic where if you were ever going to fail, you can always choose to succeed instead by just succumbing and moving one point closer to getting to that permanence. Mm-hmm. And that happens frequently because, you know, it's it's a fair bit easier to fail. So succumbing um, continually builds you a bit for, forward and forward towards that that point of permanence. But that can sometimes be the thing that, that players want. Um, 
sometimes, you know, the transformation can help you in the certain scenario, like becoming a werewolf makes you stronger, yeah. able to, um, to fight enemies easier. Or if there's one scenario that takes place in like Island and transforming into a mermaid gives you more access to the water environments. It's easier to explore, you know, than if you take things too far, you might not be able to go back to being human at the end of things. And so that's always a very interesting dilemma there. Now, I, I this is an interesting concept for a role playing game in general. I've never I've never heard of a game that's just based around the idea of just this that change that occurs, uh, like just changing. <laughs> yeah, we um, you know, it's it's such a it's such like a, a wide and general concept, uh, and there's a big fandom, especially sort of next to the the furry fandom, who are very interested in transformation or TF as a as a concept and very interested in games that sort of fill this need mm-hmm. and i was so surprised that there's such a huge lack of them when it comes to ttrpgs i mean there's of course there's a uh, werewolf and, and vampire masquerades and those are sort of the the big fillers there but in terms of like other classic transformations when we think of like pleasure island for pinocchio or oh, the yeah. Willy Wonka scenario of like the blueberry thing there's so much of and those are like classics that come to mind or when it comes even greek myths too you know of course transformations through all human history and all stories from ovid all the way towards modern things and yeah there's there's just no system that really uh makes that the center focus and so i want something that's really simple very easy to pick up and play like all you need is the deck and i mean you don't even need the physical deck because we have an online card drawer now oh nice so it, it's very easy to play for one shots uh we're working on some campaign scenarios too so that players can who enjoy like multi-session things can have a bit more of that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, yeah, it's, it's very good for one shots, uh, very fun for solo journaling. Um, it's been a very fun system to work on and really fun to see that uh, the people who sort of enjoy this, this concept and people who, you know, haven't seen it before in TTRPGs get to have their hands on it. Now I, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. And I'm going to ask for forgiveness because I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. You're not. Hit me. <laughs> the next thing I'm going to ask you about is Cutacorium. And I've been looking. So they got a copy of Cutacorium that's sitting at the local game shop. And, and every time I've been there, I picked it up and I've held it. And I've sat there with like two or three game books. Like, which one of these am I going to get? And that one's been in my hand. This is one of the ones. It's like, uh, last time I think I went with in, into the weird and the wild is what I ended up snagging. <laughs> now I'm kicking myself for not getting Cutacorium. That you're out here. I'm like, oh, I should have grabbed it. <laughs> I, I'm it. not I'm not too hurt because I think the last time I went to my game store, I saw a cute aquarium there and I saw in the weird and the wild. And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing into the weird and the wild <laughs> oh, just no. because I had because I had copies of cute aquarium. At home, obviously. But, um, it is it is a very cool book for sure. Um, what, uh, So what are you asking? Just like what about uh, it? Tell, yeah, I'd like to hear about it. Tell folks about cute aquarium because uh, let them know what uh, a little bit about the game. Yeah, cute aquarium. Would sort of be like my insect response to uh, games like Wander Home, uh, because I noticed there was a big lack, again, of like games that centered insect characters and games that focused on, you know, we have we have the classics of like Mouse Tritter um, with, you know, little mice, little critters. But yeah. I wanted to go even smaller than that. I wanted to do <laughs> insects where one tree is the entire world for all of these creatures. And that's like that includes over 24 locations in this one tree. And that's everything. Um, and the out and the outside world, everything beyond this tree is is so terrifying. And what could be beyond that? And so, because it's insects, uh, we did a very small dice, so everything's d4, and everything's very transactional. Um, it sort of has this 
this alien feel where um, emotions are, are quantified a little bit. And everything is about the webs you can place on other people and the webs you have on yourself. So how much you understand about the world, how much you understand about others, how much you understand about locations, your health is represented by how much you understand about yourself. The more you have, the more features you're able to use, you're able to you know, understand how to use your wings, how to use your mandibles, how to use those insect features. When your health is reduced, um, you're sort of reduced to being, you know, the losing sentience as a bug and just becoming this helpless uh, animal um, because this is all about insects sort of gaining and losing their, their sentience and how they deal with creating a whole new civilization from scratch. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are bug averse, so I'd probably <laughs> would recommend this game to you, but um, we did make the game with um, Escher Cattle, who was an excellent etymologist. So we had a lot of um, etymology experts working on the game and the whole game concept was you know, really built around making bugs cool and fun for people. Um, you know, a lot of people think bugs are scary and bugs are often the prey species or the enemies in other games. And this one, I want to have them be, you know, the central characters. Um, and the, the fights are within their own kinds, mostly. It gives players a very interesting, interesting look into like the world of insects. And we sort of included all creepy crawlies there. So there's snails, there's crabs too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's um, spiders as well as um, wasps, pretty much any insect you can think of. In fact, we even included a rule where you can make up whatever insect you want by just mixing and matching the features that uh, the bug, your imaginary bug might have. Oh, cool. I like that. That sounds cool. I really appreciate that. I, Mouse Raider is one that I've been wanting to play. That's one that it puts me in mind of. But like you said, even smaller. I I like that. <laughs> I, I, like, I like going... What was recently we I picked I got from last Zine Quest was uh, into the veg where you play vegetables, but I really appreciate that when you're <laughs> playing things that aren't your normal like you know superhero type like fantasy characters. I like that. It is a lot to be done there. I think just on that small of a scale for a for an adventure for a campaign, and some of that I have to get my head wrapped around <laughs> just. Uh, being able to map out the tree that intricately and stuff like that. I real quick before you go and before I ask you everything, I want to go over and talk a little bit about your your current project that you have funding again before we leave. Can you tell folks a little more about it, where they'll be able to back it, and where they'll be able to pick that up and whatnot. Yeah, sure. So again, it's called Candied Blood, and we'll have it up on um, GameFound. Um, it should be up pretty soon. I'm just waiting for the cover art to be completed and then, you know, to finish my exam. So I have a bit more time to uh, put out the, the final page for it to and be I'm, up. Honestly, I'm assuming by the time this does drop, it'll probably be out already. <laughs> yeah, probably, it'll, it'll be out by the time this episode comes out. Tell folks where they can pick up your other games. And find you online as well? Yeah, sure. Um, so my itch is US Duct Tape. Um, and you can also find me on IPR, Indie Press Revolution, at US Duct Tape as one of the creators there. And that's where you can pick up Cuticorium. And that's where you can pick up To Change. And both those games with Cuticorium, you can pick it up uh, as the book. And it also comes with a really beautiful double-sided map um, that plays with the game and the locations. And to change also comes with its own custom tarot deck, which is really pretty. The candied blood, I'm still thinking about what sort of like extra accoutrements I might add in there, but it's it's already very fun. Uh, one one very cute thing we're doing that I want to mention is that all of the the art of the characters inside the book who are like mid transformations into candy people, yeah, all of that art is 
referenced off of um, some of the fans from Two Change who stepped forward and submitted their own portraits. Um, oh, so okay. it's all it's all based on their likenesses, which has been very <laughs> awesome to work with them. And people are so excited to see themselves like this. That's fun. I like that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. That's cool. I appreciate that. It's been a neat little touch. Well, I want to thank you for coming by. It's been great getting a chance to talk. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no doubt. Thank you for coming on. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon, and we could really use support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.